Hesitate when you in a high class, gotta separate. I ain't got time for you featherweights. I'm just trying to get my weight up, make it elevate. Yeah, hesitate. Took a long time to hit accelerate. If you ain't got the drive, then you better wait. But I've been had the drive, just need better brakes. Uh, Rip City, are you listening? I'm Christian Gamalian. I'm here with Austin Caphammer, and this is the Peeps and Plaid podcast. It's season two. This is our first episode, and we're stoked to talk Blazers basketball every Sunday till next summer. We're planning to bring in way more guests and to stream NBA 2K on Twitch or Mixer, which we'll discuss later in this episode. But what a summer it has been. The Blazers pulled off trades to get rid of the three big contracts signed in the ridiculous 2016 offseason. They lost three playoff starters and other key contributors. But it's not necessarily a step back. I mean, maybe it's a Dame in Game 5 step back, but I don't know. We'll see about that. Uh, Obviously, a ton has gone on in the rest of the league as well, to include the fact that Damian Lillard single-handedly sent the Oklahoma City Thunder into a rebuild, which he said was for Seattle, by the way. And uh, we'll discuss those changes in the league in episodes to come. But to start off Season 2, we're really going to dive in and focus on the Blazers going into the 2020 season. So, Austin, why don't you fill us in on the roster changes for the Blazers? Yeah, man. Well, it's good to be back, and um, I think we're going to have a really good season, too. And like Christian said, we're going to be taking some steps forward and trying to uh, really, really relate with you guys and and be able to connect on on Twitch and through some other avenues. Um, I also want to make just a quick shout-out. We just posted, if there's any uh, local musicians, if you know one or you are one and you'd like some exposure for some of your music, uh, we are always going to be looking here to kind of help each other out as as, uh, amateur uh, entertainers in one way or another I suppose so yeah we did have a couple couple changes here on the on the Blazers roster Um, we had the personality of Evan Turner unfortunately depart but the the contract you know is something that we can live with leaving for Mr. Kent Bazemore a player that I was actually a huge fan of here in in recent seasons Um, I know that he kind of didn't didn't uh, have have the season I think in this past that he's had in in previous uh, successful Atlanta Hawks seasons, uh, but um, you know they have that team uh, itself is is looking up with Trey Young and I think Evan Turner is going to have a lot to look forward there as a as a veteran. Um, then we had Myers and Mo depart and that was I think one of the biggest I would say the second biggest move for me I saw by the Blazers this offseason. You know that both of those contracts and most most solid and he actually ended up getting turned back around to LA I think that's going to be great for him and I'm happy to see that he'll be with that Clippers team and get to it would be hard to imagine anything other than a winning culture there this coming season Whiteside we're obviously really excited to have him and I think that given some of the other guys that we've picked up a lot of those character concerns won't even necessarily come to fruition in a negative way you know then we also picked up Mario Herzonia one of my personal favorite 2K players. Uh, we're, we'll see how this pans out. I like how he talked and, and kind of paid homage to Petrovic. Um, and then Tolliver came over from the Timberwolves, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's. I, I watched a workout video with him. I mean, it's it's an NBA workout video, so who knows? I mean, he's in a, he's in a gym by by himself, just shooting around. Most most guys in the NBA look pretty good when they're doing that. So, but you know, he he sounds like he'll be at at the very least a good veteran presence. And then Paul Paul Gasol, I think being the third best move, uh, potentially tied with the Baysmore and ET trade, purely just from that locker room standpoint and and i say that not because of just who he is but from a timing and fit standpoint with Whiteside, that's that kind of is what i was referencing when i said along with some of these other guys it makes sense 
Um, and then the biggest move I think we made in the offseason uh, that you and I were just discussing uh, was the re-signing of, of Mr. Rodney Hood. Um, yeah. And I think I had I, have to go back and re-listen to some of our um, final episodes in season one, but I believe that was something that I really settled on and, and potentially yourself as well as, as somebody that we really wanted to come back. You know, we understood that there were going to be guys leaving us like uh, Ennis, you know, that's another we haven't discussed yet, but was to be expected. Um, we really didn't think that that was, nor really anybody else was going to hang around um, that contract uh, with at least how he played because he played so well. Um, but, you know, Seth going back to Dallas, I, I was a little surprised by. I don't necessarily. I'm not the. I'm not the most well versed on the numbers and how that shook out. But um, I know that Rodney was somebody that I think we both really wanted to come back, and I think that is yeah. is a huge, huge move for us. Um, then we obviously drafted Nazir Little, um, and I don't know if he had the summer league that he wanted to have. Um, he had flashes as most do, uh, most lottery picks do, but. Um, you know, he was still listed when there was that players poll as one of the uh, more undervalued draft picks, I believe, along yeah. with Damon CJ, as I'm sure we'll discuss uh, here in coming weeks, if not this episode, being listed as a, a rookie's favorite top five. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I've also heard whispers, and I, I won't get too deep into the uh, hypothetics here, but I've heard whispers of a Danilo Gallinari trade in the works. Um, I don't know how much of that is really just NBA Twitter, um, but you know that could be interesting. We'll see. I think that we can't get too crazy with the with the shifts because we've had a lot uh, in terms of what the Blazers are used to. Yeah, we're we're usually pretty static here in the recent years. So um, I don't know, man. What what are you thinking about these trades? I know that you've been looking at a couple of the numbers and how that shakes out. I I also understand that the guys we lost, Mo and Chief weren't necessarily uh, hitting some of those uh, NBA averages to begin with. So there's not yeah. much of a room. Then There's room to grow. There was room to grow. Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, there's there's plenty of people who look at this offseason. They're like, yes, like Neil Olshay actually did something, which on the one hand, I totally agree with that. I'm tired of uh, Olshay just, you know, making mini lateral moves that really don't do anything for us. I mean, luckily – Last season, he made some good moves at the deadline, so that that was really, uh, I was really glad to have him doing that for the Blazers. But some of these trades and signings, there's there's pluses and minuses. I mean, you look at the Evan Turner for Kent Bazemore trade; it makes sense. It's they're both getting paid about 18 million, and they're expiring after this year. But rather than a point guard who needs the ball in his hands like Evan Turner. We have a wing who can shoot, which is what the Blazers have been wanting. They want more shooting around Dame and CJ mm-hmm. so that when Dame gets double teamed, he has more options. Uh, so I think it fits the team better, and it, it allows Simons to now have more time with the ball in his hands, which obviously the team wants to give Simons um, more playing time uh, after his huge game at the end of the season last year. And then Olshay traded Myers and Moe for Hassan Whiteside. Obviously, there's always going to be the what if of, you know, Myers had this huge Western Conference Finals game, so was he going to turn it around this season? I mean, it's it's just too much to bank on. Uh, so, All right. and and Mo is, you know, I'm a big fan of Mo. I'm Sam O'Reilly, he was killing it at the end of the season a lot of the time. But a lot of people were pretty tired of Mo. Um, I, you know, it's, it's a tough trade, but I think it's good for the Blazers to have us on Whiteside, someone who can keep things going in the first half of the season until Nurk 
hopefully potentially comes back um, stronger than ever. Yeah, um, more than a placeholder, that's something that I think a lot of teams would have been satisfied as a first first rate option, regardless. Oh, of definitely, situation. definitely. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing with Hassan Whiteside. I'll get more into um, potentially trading him later in the season. We'll see about that. But Hassan Whiteside is a guy who, you know, for some reason, I mean, obviously there's been like some attitude issues that he's dealt with over the years. Um, I mean, he was dropped from the NBA and then got a second chance um, in Miami. But he's just been, you know, one of the best defensive centers in the league. He racks up blocks and rebounds. Last year, uh, last year, even though um, there was, I think there was some issues with playing time toward the end of the season, kind of like Ennis Cantor was running into in uh, in New York, Hassan Whiteside despite that had his highest per 36 rebound numbers he was um if he had played 36 minutes a game he would have gotten 17.6 rebounds and he still was averaging 11 so it's it's not like he wasn't (laughs) playing that much um the dude can uh can eat up the boards and he was you know per 36 was 2.9 blocks per game so um he's definitely going to get more playing time than he got in miami i i assume uh with him starting for at least the first half of the season so I think he's really going to take advantage of that. He seems to be stoked to be with Dame and CJ. You know, he had that video where he's like, we got shooters, you know. So I'm yeah, excited yeah, yeah. to see him on the Blazers. I think he's going to love it here. So we, we instantly got that starting caliber center. And because we got rid of Mo, it solidified Rodney Hood's role in the starting lineup. So that's another plus to it. Obviously, there's discussion about is Hood actually better than Mo. Um, I think... He improves the offense of the starting lineup while taking a slight step back on defense, but he's you know he's not a scrub on defense either. Mm-hmm. So the next bla- uh, players the Blazers signed Mario Hazonia. I mean that guy had a huge game against LeBron James last season, where you know the Lakers Lakers were trying to make a push for the playoffs. There was a bunch of must win games, and Hazonia covered LeBron and he got a block on him late in the game, which you know was a big deal right. at the time. Uh, I know Olshay wanted to sign Hazonia last year. Um, and he ended up getting signed by the Knicks for a little too much. But uh, I think he's going to play well for us. I look at his stats, and he honestly reminds me of Mo. I mean, Hazonia coming into the league, he was n- like known as a shooter, and he hasn't really lived up to that um, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year's three-point percentage was under 30%. It's fluctuated year to year from mid-threes to high-twos. Um, so... And, and people have talked about, you know, the opportunity wasn't there. He hasn't gotten the playing time to really get into his role. But, I mean, in New York, he really had a lot of playing time. Yeah. He was in Orlando before that. So it's like, yeah. hopefully being in a winning culture um, and being pushed by guys who are on a consistent playoff team, uh, hopefully that'll push him to really, you know, lean into his role as a shooter and a defender, hopefully. Um, hopefully he can be that guy who can step up and defend um, the other wings, uh top wings in the league because that's really what i think the blazers are lacking right now i think the blazers are going to get wrecked by the clippers when they play them <laughs> because they're the blazers have rodney hood and hazonia and Zach rodney Collins. is a like, rodney Collins, is a better defender than i think we do give him credit for but i i understand what you're saying compared to paul george and Kawhi leonard that's going to be tough yeah. but i mean i i hope so but we lost aminu and mo who are top you know defenders of wings and forwards and then we lost evan turner who stotts would bring in specifically to defend sometimes like he did on paul george and jimmy butler a couple times last season so it's definitely going to be a struggle i'm not saying the blazers won't be able to handle it but i would definitely watch out for that and try to avoid the clippers i am i am okay 
I, I'm sitting here listening to everything you're saying, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting very excited. I'm getting very excited, Christian, because we have really two narratives we're going to follow defensively as – and I, I, I told myself I'm not going to do the we thing. It makes me sound like a homer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to practice this season. Hold me accountable, audience. I'm going to try to be a third party here and reference the Blazers. So the Blazers – have two real narratives posed defensively this year. The first being they have Zach Collins and Hassan Whiteside on the court. And this is this is largely for the first portion of the season that I'm referencing. But if they have Zach Collins and Hassan Whiteside in the front court, that is one of automatically one of the best defensive front courts in the NBA at that point. And but and it, I, maybe I don't know. Is that is that superlative? Is, would you say that's fair to say, Christian? Oh, dude, that's a very good defensive front court. And when Nurk comes back, if if you have a three-headed beast right there, I mean, Nurk, when he came into the Blazers, his defense completely changed the way that the team was was viewed by opposing mm-hmm. teams. And so, I mean, okay. if we can get all three of them on the court, like no one's going to be able to touch us inside. So, so in my mind, Rodney Hood is, has very quick feet for being a a, a combo uh, large two guard and. Largely, I think the Blazers are going to use him at the three, but he has pretty quick feet, and he's very—he's—he's he's relatively physical for the offensive player that he is. So, if that's someone who can provide some pressure at the, you know, at the arc, and then you know, Paul George, players like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they're going to get by that somehow, right? Whether it's via screen, whether it's just by a move, um, but then they're running into that second level in the front court, and we've seen—we've yeah. seen that Dame has vastly improved his on-ball defense, on-ball pressure at the top of the key. Um, and I just think that that's something that's going to be, at the very least, better than we had last year. And I mean, that that's a really good point, because like, the Blazers are not going to have to double those guys. No. Like, Kawhi and Paul George get the ball. I mean, you know, obviously they're, they're forced to take they jump shots. some decent... Yeah, but they're... Exactly, they're going to be forced to take jump shots. And, you know, that's that's something you can live with for the most mm-hmm. part. I mean, they're not Steph Curry taking say deep that. threes and making them regardless. We could not say that like, in the past. With, with yeah, Chief. it's like they might be able to get past Rodney Hood. Mm-hmm. They might be able to get past CJ. Mm-hmm. But who's waiting for him? Zach Collins yeah. ready to block him. Yeah. I mean, um, hopefully at the start of the season when Hassan and Zach Collins get... Like at least Collins gets a lot more playing time than he's used to. That he can learn to recognize certain tendencies and be ready on the block. Because I mean, he's already, in my mind, a fairly elite shot blocker. Um, so I'm I'm hoping he can just keep that going from the start of the season. And, Zach getting way more minutes should be huge. And you know, I, I'm sitting here and I was really only giving Tolliver and Gasol credit for being kind of veteran presences in the in the in the locker room. But the most what the most valuable shot in the NBA, the corner three, and. Mm-hmm. So let's say Zach Collins comes out and he plays the four. They have this great defensive front court going. Other team makes subs. Um, Zach is either then moved to like a like a mobile center position, or he's taken out and subbed in for. You know, I'm sure. Did they play Hazonia at the four very much? Do you think that would occur? Yeah, I mean, okay. Hazonia played point guard in his past so there's talk about having him come in as an evan turner kind of role even like potentially uh so i think his own is anywhere from the one to the four i think he'll probably um, probably play small forward powerful and i just i just i would like to see either and this might be laughable to some but i'd like to see either Tolliver or gasol on the court um not both at the same time obviously but and i and and i also think that gasol had some injuries uh with 
I think the Spurs this past season. So that's largely what limited his, aside from aging, his numbers last year. But just one of those guys on the court with either Zach or Hassan uh, in the second quarter, I think that's a really good just puzzle to put in there because yeah. that, that's that's a guy we, we've had that in the past where we've said oh it's Nurk down low and then Chief Chief can hit the corner three no he couldn't he could but he couldn't in my opinion not a, yeah. not on an NBA if we're talking about NBA you know deep playoff contenders standard what is a corner three specialist he could hit the three anyone can hit it but he was not a specialist Pal Gasol from what I'd seen in recent seasons, has really developed that as a shot. So I would like to see um, some of us us not just say, okay, now let's let's remove all our shot blockers off the floor because that is when we will see that trouble, um, or the Blazers will see that trouble from the Clippers uh, when they don't have either of those guys in the front court and Paul George is just getting whatever he wants at the rack. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to see Power Tolliver get extended minutes no um, no i would like i would like to see the give and take of their offense with a defensive big man as well i think that yeah. could be really good i think zach could develop develop a pretty good three-point shot um over the years i mean i don't i don't know what he's working on specifically this offseason obviously like he's gained a lot of weight which you know is always they're always talking about young dudes putting on weight in the offseason but um and 20 pounds yeah, for I mean, a seven footer is 20 is different than 20 pounds for us yeah it's like five pounds for me um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting regardless. As far as the starting lineup for this season, I think, obviously, Dame and CJ are going to start. Uh, Nurk, once he's back up to speed, but Whiteside before that. And then I'm sure Hood's going to be starting. And then at the four, it's going to be Collins. And then maybe in specific situations, Hazonia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, don't I, think... I figure maybe against maybe against some, <sighs> like, uh, I mean, Hazonia might start for Hood or Collins, depending on the matchup. I think in wow. defensive settings against, like, the Clippers or Lakers, they might put in Hazonia just to cover LeBron, cover Kawhi. Wow. Um, but I, I obviously am not sure on that. I saw an, someone was playing 2K, I think it was, I think it was 2K20, like a Demo preview of it. Yeah. And they had Hazonia in the starting lineup, and I'm like, really? Like over Zach Collins? I don't know if they. I don't know, man. Know I think about, I think we but... need to pace this this Herzonia train because from what I've heard from Mr. Danny Morang and, and no. others, they're saying that he is just uh, not expected to do much at all. No, I I agree with you. I mean, I look at his stats, and he in my eyes is like a worse Mo Harkless. But I think he can step up on defense sometimes, which is something. The Blazers are going to struggle with on the wings. Um, Dude, Powell contributed. I mean, Powell contributed in, in recent seasons. Like he can. I, mean, I don't think he's going to have sizable minutes, but I mean, I think he'll he'll take up you know a couple minutes in the second, a couple minutes in the third, and I think that'll I think that'll pan out nicely for us. But I don't I don't I have not heard many good things about Mario Hazonia. I have I have not heard many good things. Yeah, I mean, I would I would like to see Pau Gasol play with Zach Collins because if I mean if you watch Pau Gasol. He's a talker on the court. He's constantly analyzing. Oh, yeah. He's constantly yelling out instructions. Oh, yeah. So him playing with Zach could be huge. Um, like actual in-game minutes with Zach Collins could be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Now one thing, I don't know if you want to mm-hmm. switch gears a little bit yet, sure. but I want to talk about the potential of trading Hassan Whiteside because the mm-hmm. trade for Hassan, like obviously there's pros and cons. We lost a starter and a potential starter in Myers Leonard. Obviously Hassan's going to be starting at the center now. Um but at the end of the season, if we have Nurk and Hassan Whiteside, Hassan's not going to be on the team next year unless he signs on the cheap. His his 
contract expires right. at the end of this season. Right. So are the Blazers just going to throw that away and take whatever little amount of cap space? Like people are like, oh, we'll have a little bit of cap space. We'll have something, but in order to put this team over the edge, the only way you can do that is by trading that big contract for a long-term big contract. Mm -hmm. And in my eyes, obviously, the ideal scenario would be to get an elite forward or wing like, you know, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, but that's not going to happen. None of those guys are available. The price would be too high. And I don't think we necessarily need that. I don't know if we're that far. And maybe I'm being cocky after seeing a Western Conference Finals appearance, but I, I think I think to get there again and really actually compete, we're really only a, I would say a star, not a superstar away. And yeah, and and, and that's the, and that's because, his value that he's in that tax bracket with with a young upcoming person. Uh, as much as I'd hate to see some of those guys that we have uh, given up alongside him, um, it, it it wouldn't be impossible to see, or even less for like Gallinari, it wouldn't be impossible to see Blake Griffin. Or um, if Aaron Gordon says that's it, I want to go to a winning culture and play with Damian Lillard. Um, you know, I. I don't think that that's too unheard of. And most of what I've been saying to my friends down here in the Phoenix, Arizona area this summer is that I fully expect him to be uh, shipped off here by the trade deadline next this season. Yeah. And for me, it's basically three options because like I said, th those small forwards are not going to be available. Really. It's going to, we're going to need a power forward because we're, you know, the blazers are decided on point guard, shooting guard center. It's either small forward or power forward. Mm -hmm. And power forward was where they're way more likely. Mm -hmm. And there's basically three options, which are the same three options that we talked about at the trade deadline last mm -hmm. year, which is Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as LaMarcus, I think it's possible. Obviously, there's been talk about LaMarcus wanting to come back and play with Dame mm -hmm. in a different role before he retires. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's cool to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and it's possible, but I don't think... I think the Spurs are going to give it like a year, at least, with Popovich and Tim Duncan working together. Yeah. I honestly think eventually Pop is going to retire and Tim Duncan's going to be the head coach. But, you know, maybe when they look like they're not going to make the playoffs this year, maybe Pop retires and they blow it up now and Blazers end up with Aldridge. Um, but I think it'll be at least a year of them together before that happens. I'm getting crazy going into my own Popovich <laughs> fantasies. Um, so, We've all done it but, once, in a, once in a while. Yeah, right. Ideally for me, Blake Griffin is the best of these three, three players. Obviously, he has injury um, history. Kevin Love has injury history. They're both huge contracts that I would you know prefer to have less, but that's what makes them tradable. The Detroit Pistons, they made the playoffs last year, but they're not a perennial playoff team. Blake Griffin is awesome, what? and he could potentially carry them, but they've they hit their peak last year. They're not they're not getting significantly better. Um, which, you know, anyone could say about any other team. I'm sure Pistons fans are saying that about the Blazers. But, um, you know, I think Blake Griffin is the top target. I think it's very possible that they blow things up in Detroit. Um, Andre Drummond is just kind of a big contract. They're probably going to want to move And that, that could too. be a third. That, I was just sitting here when we were going through this thinking that could be an easy three-team trade right there. Because we don't, we don't yeah. want to. We're, we're, we're pretty settled in on Nurk uh, via Dame. Um, and... We are pretty stacked at this point, immediate point in terms of what we need center-wise. So it, it's very – but the rest of the league would love to have Andre Drummond. And yeah. that both well, 
I, you know, a lot of them. right. You know, I mean, aside from Denver and some of these people and 76ers, they have their, they have their franchise centers, but you know, yeah. it's very, this, it could very, very easily happen in a three, a three team trade by the deadline. Um, and we end up with, I would, I'm, I'm even okay with Danilo. I think if you get Danilo Gallinari and I'm jumping on the train, I'm starting to catch the fever a little bit. Um, that's someone who averaged 20 points a game, and I have loved every season of his game, be it in Denver um, or in uh, L.A. And yeah, I just think that we have not had a player like that at the stretch, at a four like that, um, or a small. Yeah, I mean, Gallinari's, he's the uh-huh. only like small forward, power forward that I think the Blazers yeah. would have a shot at. I think the Thunder... Like yeah. it makes sense for the Thunder to blow up what what little they do have, um, because you know obviously they're in tank mode. They they want to get they they have so many draft picks now. We'll talk about that in later episodes. But um, I mean Gallinari is a guy that's only going to help them win, and so in yeah. their eyes, it's probably best. Dude, to he's got, with. and he's got a professional attitude oh, yeah. too. It's it's an attitude, but it's professional. And I for some something in me now that the that lineup of. Dame, CJ, Rodney, Danilo, and Nurkic. That just sounds so sexy to me. I don't know what it is, but well, that just... T- to me, it's the only benefit to getting Gallinari compared to Blake Griffin. Uh, well, obviously, I mean, there's multiple others. He's but fluid. the main one is that Zach Collins can still start. Yeah. Um, that we can have Gallinari starting, have a, a big um, forward in there at the three that can, you know... He's not an elite defender, but he's good at defense. Yeah. Um, and then have Zach Collins and Nurk, and you just have a big, really good team. Really big. And Gallo court. and Collins can both shoot. Hopefully Collins a bit more so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's definitely big benefits to going for Gallinari. Um, to me, Blake Griffin would be the best option, um, especially if there was somehow a guarantee against injuries. Obviously, Gallinari's had injuries too. Um, but Blake Griffin, his three-point shot like has just shot up. He's shot so many more and yeah. at a decent percentage. And the, I mean, he doesn't he's rely one of those... on it anymore. But he's still got that crazy athleticism. Um, just him ag- along with Damian Lillard is just crazy to me. And if we have Zach Collins coming off the bench, which which I wouldn't necessarily prefer, and he might not prefer, but if we had him coming off the bench. That's like such a crazy weapon to come off the bench, in my opinion, mm-hmm. after getting some starter minutes in practice at the start of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the most likely is Kevin Love. Because if you look at uh. Kevin Love, Kevin Love is already a Portland Trailblazer in his heart. Mm-hmm. He spent like this whole offseason <laughs> in Portland sipping wine with CJ McCollum. Mario, Mario Hazonia is like sending out like workout challenges for Kevin Love. Like Kevin Love is... A Portland Trailblazer who happens to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's my understanding of it. Yeah. Um, and we've all heard of the stories of like, you know, if you want a job, just, you know, spend every day standing outside and eventually they'll hire you, you know, whatever yeah. whatever the case is. Uh. That's pretty much what Kevin Loves doing. Like, next thing you know, he's a Blazer and <laughs> no one even noticed it happened. Um, and, you know, he, the, Kevin Love is great. I mean, if injuries were not an issue, Kevin Love is amazing. He... You know, back in Minnesota, he was a rebound and scoring machine. He's not much of a shot blocker or defender, um, but, you know, he's kind of moved into just the, the stretch four role. But, I mean, he could just be huge for the Blazers. You know, I'll, I'll take him over so many other players. Obviously, 
Me personally, I'd rather have Blake Griffin or maybe Gallinari. It's it's kind of a toss-up between Love and Gallinari right now. I'd need to look into it more to make a decision. But yeah, and and the point is, Whiteside is you know I'm I'm assuming he's great. You know we'll see how he does on the Blazers. But Hassan Whiteside is going to be perfect for what the Blazers need to fill in, keep yeah. the Blazers' record up because it's going to be tough to have a good record in this West. Okay, it's going to be tough to have a good seat at the end of the season. We'll talk more about that in later episodes. But Whiteside is going to be perfect for keeping the Blazers relevant while Nurk recovers. And then mm-hmm. by the time Nurk recovers, I mean it's great to have him coming off the bench. But if you can trade him for a star starting four. That's that's huge, especially since his contract is just going to be gone next season. I mean, you got to do something yep. with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I think we're onto a lot of good possibilities. And as with any other time, we discuss a, a player either uh, coming in or departing uh, from the Portland Trailblazers rosters. As as fans who do uh, understand these guys are are people, um, we hope that it's a win win for them as well. And um, regardless of if they're if they're always here, or if they're uh, ripped off at the middle of the season or the end, uh, hopefully it's it's an experience that they're able to uh, you know increase their their brand's value uh, across the league. So I know that part of what Christian and I are aiming to do here this season is is keep our episodes as they'll be coming more frequent uh, this year on a weekly basis. We're going to be trying to keep them between the 30 to 45 minute window for you guys. If that's something that uh, you as an audience would like to see change, um, certainly give us some feedback uh, on any of our social media platforms. Did we want to discuss a little bit more of what we were planning uh, to uh, or thinking about here this season in terms of uh, some of our challenges and and uh, guest appearances and, and all that jazz. Yeah, so we're hoping to get at least one guest every week. I mean, if we can get more than one guest in a week, that's great. Um, but, you know, like we said, we're going to keep the episodes a little shorter. Uh, but if, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Um, we'd love to get your insight. We'd love to have your questions. Uh, we would like to do challenges. Um, if you have a challenge we're, we're going to be mainly aimed toward you know streaming on nba 2k if you want to take mm-hmm. us on on nba 2k uh i'm all for it um but if you'd rather do something else maybe it's a different video game maybe it's you know i see uh you know what's it called no contest on uh oh you don't you probably can't listen to blazers radio because you live in arizona uh, uh but um yeah no contest where he does like free throw and three point shooting contests and stuff obviously austin doesn't live here um, so that would maybe be against me or when Austin's in town, but whatever you want to challenge us in, um, you know, I think give us like a week to prepare no matter what it is. But then if you beat us, we record that we were beat. And then at the end of the season, whoever has the worst winning p- percentage between Austin and I will have a decided, um, you know, whatever kind of, uh, uh incentive or, or yeah, incentive for yeah. winning or punishment for, uh, yeah. for losing. Um, and then maybe we we set terms on individual challenges where we agree upon, hey, like, I challenge you to 2K, and if I win, like, this, that, or the other thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're just excited to try to get more interactive with um, potential guests on the show and with anyone listening. So we're just mm-hmm. stoked to make Season 2 a blast. And uh, with, with streaming, we're not – I mean, I haven't – I don't have any experience with streaming currently, so I'm, I'm excited to learn about Mixer and Twitch and – see which one we end up going with but uh yeah i i think we want to go for like a a whole my league online season 
just Austin mm-hmm. against me and just see how it goes. So I'm yeah. pretty stoked for that, and we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on that. Yeah, or potential. And then also, also something for each of us to discuss. Uh, we were kind enough to collaborate uh, or I should say, <laughs> not us. Uh, 503 uh, for the fans was kind enough to collaborate uh, with us and a couple other uh, local people here in uh, the kind of Blazers uh, following community. And uh, we are actually just now a part of a fantasy football league. Yeah. So sh- shout out everybody in our league. Um, you know, I-, I think we can take just a moment here before we wrap up here this this uh, season beginning episode and, and, and breeze over our rosters. What who'd, Who did you end up picking up? Are you pretty satisfied with your team? I'm pretty satisfied with my team. I'm looking at um, an eight-team league that I'm about to do, and a lot of the players that I'm looking to draft are the same players that I got in our 12-team league. So I'm feeling pretty good about my team. Um, so I got Alvin Kamara was my first pick. I have Matt Ryan, Nick Chubb, Mike Evans, Stefan Diggs, Jared Cook, Damian Williams, Vikings D. Um, on my bench, I have Jordan Howard, Carlos Hyde, who I think is probably potential to start in kansas city so i have both those kansas city running backs got dk metcalf represent go hawks and uh muhammad sanu kirk cousins i kind of got the the vikings going on in my team um but i'm big into fantasy football so if anyone wants to talk fantasy football i'm more than down obviously this is a blazers podcast so it doesn't have to be on the pod but yeah you know i mean in this in this league that we're playing with all of our uh, fellow blazers uh following uh, 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 peers, we had a we had a pretty good draft. I was actually up in Flagstaff, Arizona, which, if you don't know, is a cool little kind of cowboy type, uh, railroad based in the pines type town in northern Arizona. It's not all desert. It's about twenty degrees cooler than the Phoenix area. Nice. Uh, and we were up there with a guy who is much more in touch with the NFL than I am, and was kind enough to assist me with my drafting mm-hmm. process. Also, we had the help of a couple adult beverages, so that definitely made me uh, uh, definitely not a good candidate for my own team's general manager. So, with you mean the diet coke, yes, diet coke. You gotta avoid um, sugar because you're an adult and you're responsible. But then there's aspartame, bro. That just Damn. causes cancer. But anyways, on a lighter note, <laughs> um, I started off. He, First round, I had the ninth pick and uh, actually grabbed Mahomes, and he was the third overall. And he said, "He said, he said, you got it. He's like, you got to grab a quarterback first. I was Dude. like, really, man? He's thir- he's he's forty three. You need to find some uh, friends who are more in touch with fantasy football. Oh, whatever. So I grabbed. Listen to my. Listen to the rest of my team. Listen to the rest of my team. For somebody who has not followed the NFL for a minute, this is a solid squad. I got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he he was pretty. Um, adamant that carry on johnson for the detroit ryan's lions this running back is is pretty solid in recent years um i got antonio brown um so we'll see how that helmet and foot situation works out but i'm taking i'm rolling the dice a little bit um we got uh eastern washington university uh player cooper cup cooper cup we have uh mr ingram uh for the giants he's kind of just a filler tight end for me i have the bears defense the number one rated overall defense i have greg zierlein uh, he's the number one overall kicker. I have Jared Goff um, as my back uh, quarterback. I have the Broncos That's as solid. backup defense. I have Goskowski, so I have the two best kickers, two of the best kickers in in the league. Uh, dude, two kickers on a draft? What are you doing, dude? Um, I'm 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 stacking I'm stacking some. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That guy helped me out. Was that stupid? Should I have not done that? <laughs> All right, we'll talk later. All right, my league wants <laughs> Goskowski. Hey, those are just chips. Those are bargaining chips, just like Hassan Whiteside. Anyone, anyone need Goskowski? Let me know. For kickers. Oh, that's All right. Funny. Well, I've embarrassed myself enough for today. I think. 
Ayo. No, it's okay. I mean, I'm I'm sure I won't win anyway, but you know, it's all fun and games. Uh, I just like trash talking. All right, sir. Well, do we have anything else we'd like to tell the fans aside from following us at Peeps and Plaid on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, just keeping an eye out each week. We're planning on uh, publishing every Sunday, uh, recording each Saturday. So if you notice a couple things might sound a little bit off, just ask yourself what time of what time of the day and week it is, and that might <laughs> spell it out a little bit. We'll try to be really on the ball in terms of bigger news and, and editing some recordings if something does happen in that time. But uh, we think that that 24-hour turnaround time is, 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 is pretty quick, and uh, on a weekly basis it should be um, pretty up to speed. Yeah, and I'm I'm stoked for the coming weeks. Um, getting more guests. If if you want to talk with us, if you want to get on the pod, let us know. We'll get you in. And uh, in the in the coming weeks, we'll be talking about the state of the NBA. Um, it's a two star lead. Talking about um, potential standings, potential um, playoff seating, what we think it could end up with after that. Um, in in the next few weeks, we'll be talking about that. So definitely. Hit us up with your questions, and we'll bring them up on the pod for sure. And once again, musicians, shout out. Uh, all of you local uh, artists, uh, hit us up with some uh, nice little uh, samples or uh, really anything you'd like to have exposure-wise uh, with your with your musics. Uh, and uh, what, what's our what's our uh, our Gmail? I'm trying to think. Is it just peepsandplat at gmail.com, I believe? Um, yeah, it should be. If, and if that doesn't go through, uh, just go ahead and message us on our social platforms and we'll get you some exposure. For the time being, thank you to Ziggy Zay. Uh, we are, we're featuring one of the tracks that was featured towards the latter part of this past season uh, that has some NBA pertinence. Um, and, uh, yeah, so so continued thanks to him for, for participating and, and providing some of that uh, music for our listening pleasure. So we look forward yep. to it, guys. And, and it is peepsandplat at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. So we look forward to it, guys. Thanks for listening today, and uh, we'll see you next week. Then they can't take your spot. Mm. Hesitate. When you in a high class, gotta separate. I ain't got time for you featherweights. I'm just trying to get my weight up, make it elevate. Yeah. Hesitate. Took a long time to hit accelerate. If you ain't got the drive, then you better wait. But I been had the drive, just need better brakes. Uh. Hesitate. When you in a high class, gotta separate. I ain't got time for you featherweights. I'm just trying to get my weight to make it elevate. Yeah. Hesitate. T- took a long time to hit accelerate. If you ain't got the drive, then you better wait. But I bet had the drive, just need better brakes. Uh. Hit him with the Hezzy CP3. Blow by, get ready. Can't take my place now. Way too heavy in the way you moving now. Look a bit unsteady. See, I know a lot of clowns, but I thought through my moves and it's gonna go down. See, I got the engine running and they hate that sound because they know I'm on the move. Ain't no way I'm gonna lose because I never gotta prove myself. They've been bruising my health, so I had to move on. Might have took too long, but it's done, been dealt. Gonna take off like I got no belt. Gonna get hot, yo, the blow might melt. So I gotta elevate to a higher place. Empire mind state when I'm on. Wanna escape in Patron, but escape in my zone. I'm fly, get my cape, but I'm gone. gone.